Well, we're in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7. Matthew, chapter 7, we are getting close to the end. The Lord has been teaching an incredible amount of things in this particular sermon, and He's beginning to wrap it up. In fact, today's passage, the Lord outlines two paths, two ways, and we'll look at those in a little bit of um, detail in just a moment. But first, let's read the passage. Hear now the word of the Lord in Matthew seven thirteen. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. This probably is one of the most symmetrical passages you'll find anywhere in Scripture. It is written very much in poetic style, and it's consistent. We're looking at two different ways, and that's what I'm going to ask you this morning is to consider these two different paths. The word is odos, or road, or path, or way, uh, or journey. Sometimes it means a journey. So we're talking about the path of life. We're talking about the journey of life. We're talking about what you do with those days and years the Lord has given you on earth, and how are you situated in that, what are you doing, and where do you think you will end? And it, and it lays out pretty simply. There's a mention of a gate on each of these roads. There's a mention of the path and something about the path. One path is very difficult. It's hard. The other path is easy. And then there's a destination. There's a destination to each of these paths. One path leads to destruction. And the other leads to life. There's, I don't think there's any question that these two are talking about eternal life and eternal destruction, death. There's about a half a dozen verses in the scripture. We won't recount them. You're familiar with probably each and every one of them. They pretty well tell us that at the end of the path, there's a time of judgment and then there's a time of consignment to a reward or a punishment. And that's where this one leads to the broad path leads to destruction, leads to eternal death. I'll use a good word. It's the word Jesus used, hell. It leads to hell. It's just that simple. Over and over in the Bible, we're called from the earliest days of the Scripture all the way up until the very last verses of the Bible. We're told that we need to make some discernment, some discretion. We need to make a decision. We need to decide and choose which path we're on. Choose you this day whom you will serve, Joshua told the people. It's in the choices binary. There's only two choices, then and now. In the days of Joshua, as you served the gods that were served on the other side of the river by our fathers or the gods of this pagan land, Canaan. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. The other choice. Moses had laid down the same prescription for the people just half a generation earlier when he had said simply, I set before you life and death. Choose life that you may live. And the Lord is doing the same thing here. He's setting before us two ways, two paths. So let's look at a couple of the details concerning each one of these and see uh, where it leads us. 
I'll talk first about the gate. The first gate is narrow. The, the road is a road that has a narrow gate. The word there really is straight, and it means it is very tight. It's pressed in on every side. In fact, that word is used in English to speak of a straight jacket or being straight-laced. It means you're compressed in, you're pushed in. It's really not a very comfortable place. The gate is narrow so that you can't carry a lot of baggage with you. The gate is narrow, you've got to go in by yourself. You can't take some friends or parents or someone with you. You've got to enter it one by one by one. You come through that narrow gate. And that narrow gate is constricted to where you must leave all the baggage behind, especially that which has to do with self and selfishness. And that which has to do with your sin. In other words, it's not easy to get into this gate. In fact, the Bible says there's few that find it. Never mind how few that seek for it. Few that find it. It escapes most everybody because most everybody has found a better gate. A gate to another road. That gate is a gate that is wide. It is flat. It is open. It's the word that we get our word plate or the word plateau from. It's a wide gate. In fact, you hardly notice that it's a gate. It's so wide. It just looks like just a whole big beautiful party. And it's a place where everybody starts. It's a place where everybody is born to. It's that natural condition of mankind where you're born into the life. And even though you draw your first breath at your birth, you don't worry too much. The Bible says that path is easy. It's comfortable. It's flat. There's no stress. And it's a place where it's easy to travel because many people are on that road. You've got a lot of company. In fact, you'll look around, you'll find all kinds of companions, all kinds of fellow travelers, and you'll be able to get in a crowd that really makes you comfortable. Birds of a feather flock together and you'll find a group of people that you're willing to travel, to hang out with on this broad, easy, flat road. The, the life there is said to be easy. Whereas the road that is narrow, that comes through the constricted gate, is said to be hard. And that word for hard means it is affliction. It has persecution. It has tribulation and temptation. In fact, over in Luke, when Jesus preaches this material, he says, strive to enter the narrow gate. He's already told us it's few that find it. How many fewer actually enter it? And how many are going to enter it without striving? The word is where we get our word agony. It means to agonize. That's not exactly the way coming to Christ was presented to me. Uh, and some of us were presented Christ as it's going to solve your problems. Christ is going to make your life better. If you're a teenager, your acne will clear up quicker. There's just liable to be all kinds of wonderful things. It's a place where you can have your best life now. It's a place where you can live out the best version of yourself. It's a place where you'll have health and where you'll have wealth. And on and on the presentation of that particular uh, road is marked out as, as easy to get. Jesus said you have to agonize to get there. 
What kind of agony? Well, you've got to struggle with your sin. You've got to struggle with yourself. You've got to come to some realizations. You've got to sober up and realize where you are and where you're headed. And the destinies that are mentioned, as I mentioned before, are life, eternal life for the constricted gate and the hard road leads to life. The wide gate and the flat, easy road leads to destruction. So I think probably in the moment, too, we have left. I'm just sketched some things out, and I, I got carried away. I, I just wrote up way more, more sermon than I can preach. And I remember in seminary with somebody telling us, when you're through preaching, shut up. <laughs> so I'm through preaching, but I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to meddle a little. And I'm going to look on the broad road. I remember a few weeks ago, we went to Memphis, Tennessee to my, to my uncle's funeral. And we stayed in a, it was a Hilton, wasn't it, honey? Big old Hilton there in a beautiful part of town. And it overlooked a couple of major intersections, uh, the, the uh, loop, the interstate, and then a big broad area. And I remember looking out the window, and, and it was a dreary day, the two days we were there with lots of rain. But I could watch the traffic go, and I could see... Uh, the times when it was rush hour, everybody basically parked out there for about a half hour, it looked like. And that was all there was to it. And then there were times when the traffic could move. And in the wee hours of the morning, there was no traffic at all. And, and I had a chance to just look on that big, broad highway. And that's what I want to do this morning very quickly with the broad road. I want to see what's on the broad road. What's going on out there? It's easy. It's a good life. Most everybody's out there. In fact, you're not going to feel peculiar or weird because there's people on the road just like you are. It's a comfortable place to be, actually. But what's going on out there? I tell you what's going on out there is a path that leads to destruction. Let me sketch just a few things, and I'm going to use a real simple outline. I'm going to use the commandments right out of God's Word. A few of them, not all of them. But you look out there and you see that which is life and health given by God. Life comes from God and health comes from the Lord and we've been given that. But what is going on on the broad road? Out there on the broad road, there are those who are out to destroy humanity. And they're out there advocating and practicing abortion, euthanasia. There's an insidious move that some of us are becoming aware of where there's an effort by some elites to depopulate the earth. The earth has now about 7 billion people, and they believe that's about three times too many. So two-thirds of us have to go. So you start watching accidents, public policies, and all sorts of things that are designed to send more and more people to their grave. Help them die a little earlier. Help them maybe never to be born in the first place. It's, that's what's going on out there on the broad road. There's a culture of death. The Lord says, those that hate me love death. So on the broad road, it may be a comfortable place in a lot of ways, but it's headed for destruction, the very destruction of the human race. I look on the broad road and I see that there are those out there that are committed not to private property and productivity and all those things that the Lord said about working and dressing and keeping and guarding and saving and multiplying and building all of those great positive affirmations that God gave on creation morning to the, to the, uh, to the uh, humans that were there, Adam and Eve, the great creation mandate. But instead, 
They are out to destroy property and the means of production. And you see that there are government-sponsored inflation, confiscatory taxation, income redistribution, and the worst of all that destroys is the decriminalization of actual theft. We're now people that steal a certain amount of money. It's just not worth prosecuting them. I go to the little Whole Foods up here in the edge of Highland Park and, and um, talk to the security guard. Got to know him. He's a lay preacher from the Philippines. He's a wonderful man. And I was talking with him time after time after time. And he was telling me that finally the policy came down that if someone steals shoplifts and carries out a whole bag of groceries or a whole cart of groceries, he's to let them go. He's not to violate their rights. He's not to do anything, but just let them go. It's just cost of doing business. Raise every item in the store, just another percentage, and let you and me pay for it. And we're seeing that in more and more justice systems where criminals are just let go, not prosecuted, sentences are shortened, the jailhouse door is opened, giving carte blanche to those who would steal. What else is going on on the Broad Road? Well, God gave us marriage. And from marriage, we are to be fruitful and multiply and have families with little babies like that. That's what the Lord wants us to do. But what's going on out there? Well, there are those that would destroy God's design with one man, one woman for one lifetime for the purposes of raising children for the glory of God. Instead, we have fornication, cohabitation. We have adultery, divorce, homosexuality, gender confusion, transgender, anything in the world to pervert and warp that which God has given. So if you're on the broad road, you, you kind of accept that. You think, well, that's just kind of the way people are, you know, because one of the things on the broad road is freedom. Don't you love freedom? Do whatever you want to. Do whatever. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And that's what you see here, this death and destruction. Thou shalt not bear false witness. What's going on on the broad road there? Well, truth and justice. What we're looking at on the broad road is the absolute destroying of truth and justice. Slander is standard fare for almost all media these days in our country. Repeated false reports coming from government agencies and police and every place else. Gender identification, calling that which is male with pronouns pre pronounced for the female. And looking at that stark, binary, God-created uh, difference and lying about it. Using the language, the tongue that God made for us to speak and communicate in truth and in love to lie about the realities that we see. And we see courts rendering false decisions and verdicts, ridiculous decisions based upon no established principle of law, just absolutely serendipitously ruling any old miscellaneous thing they want. When you start paying attention, you'll see those things coming down, not only in, in but anything that sits as a judgment School boards making decisions, city councils, state legislatures, the United States Congress, Supreme Court, government bureaucracies who handle most of the laws these days anyway. Most of the laws we live under never were under the halls of Congress. They were just put in by edict and fiat by the bureaucracy. 
and it's oppressing God's people. There's a culture out there that destroys truth and justice. What else is going on in the broad road? Well, people are getting very comfortable with the notion of covetousness. The Bible tells us not to covet. But there's a whole movement in our country that is based upon covetousness. It's reparations. It's giving back all kinds of income redistribution for all kinds of fictional reasons. And it's not based upon sound demographics. It's based upon pure ideology that was born in the pit of hell and will take everybody else to hell. All these doctrines were atheistic without God to start with. They're not the mind of God. They're not the law of God. They're not the will of God. They are godless and they're headed to a godless place of darkness. And that's what's going on out there on the broad road. The politics of envy, envy, fraud, bribery. Most business now is conducted by bribery. You don't really get to have a very big business with massive profits unless you figure out how to kick back or how to pay lobbyists or whatever else. And that's gone on on the whole wide world ever since it began. Even in the Bible, we, you remember that the, uh, the official was waiting on people to bribe to get Paul out of jail. And, you know, bribery has been one of the ways that that moves. Gambling, gambling of any sort. It's not that you're taking a risk is what makes gambling a sin. It's that you're coveting that which you did not earn, God did not give you, and was not acquired by the means that God expects you. Hard work, labor, thrift, and, and charity is how God expects people to accumulate and to keep and to husband and shepherd their wealth. But instead, we try to hit the lottery, hit the jackpot, and that is a flagrant violation of the 10th commandment in every way. What's going on out there on the broad road? Well, it's the destruction of all personal integrity. It is the doing away with all kinds of things. It's a hatred of humanity. It's headed straight to damnation. And if you're on that broad road and you're practicing some of these things and you're comfortable with others practicing it and you think I'm way off base and I'm being harsh and critical, then you've got the majority opinion with you because there's many on the broad road. There's a whole lot of you, a whole lot of you. And a lot of what people are doing on the broad road is having a whole lot of, of energy put into persecuting and, and uh, against those that are on the narrow road. What's going on in the narrow road? We're to strive to seek to find it. It's pressure on all sides. It's constricted. There's persecution from the people on the broad road but it's the following of Christ. I'll tell you, let me just, well, I see I'm out of town, Tommy, so I'm going to take one minute. Can you shorten up your service up here? So <laughs> He's already shortened it as much as I think the Bible and the BCO will let, him, <laughs> will let him shorten it up. But let me tell you some things that's going on on the broad road. And, the, and this includes, I hope, our congregation this morning. We see people on the broad road that are agonizing they are in a bit of a straitjacket. They are following the commands of the Lord. They are seeking and striving for holiness. They are mortifying sin in their life. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. That's what the scriptures tell us. They're taking up their cross. People on the, on the narrow road are, are dying daily. They're striving and they're working and they're praying for sanctification, holiness of life. They want their speech cleaned up. They want to have clean speech and truthful speech and gentle speech and loving speech and edifying, building up speech. And they're working at it. They're keeping their mouth shut when they need to and they're opening it when they, when, when they need to. They're working on those things. They're loving the brothers. 
They're in the fellowship of saints. They're huddled with that little flock that, that the Lord has called into himself. They're on the narrow road, and the narrow road is hard. It's not necessarily easy. They're seeking to obey the great commandment of love, the great commission of making disciples. They're practicing and holding the means of grace, prayer, under the word of God, fellowship, preaching and proclamation of a true gospel. They're being salt and light. They're walking worthy of the call. They're bearing witness to the gospel. They're giving forth that thing that matters the most. If you read the book of Revelation is the word of their testimony. They're testifying. And that word testifying and testimony is the word for witness. It's the word martyr. What's going on on the narrow road? Maybe somebody there is going to face for their faith in Christ. Martyrdom. Are you ready for that? 